Hello, my name is Quentin Clemens. I am professor of urology at the University of Michigan. Additionally, I am a member of the AUA Update Editorial Committee. This AUA Update series lesson, the management of chronic pelvic pain in men, reviews the current state of the art for the diagnosis and treatment of male pelvic pain. I recommended this topic for the AUA series for a couple reasons. Uh, first, it reviews the differential diagnosis of male pelvic pain and provides uh, advice uh, for tests that can be done to identify the various conditions that can cause pain. Uh, secondly, it underscores that the traditional four-glass or two-glass tests that were done for chronic prostatitis have uh, rather limited uh, clinical utility uh, and primarily are used to identify patients with uh, chronic bacterial prostatitis or type 2 prostatitis. And third, it provides a very nice review of contemporary treatments uh, for male pelvic pain and includes uh, some newer modalities such as cognitive behavioral, th behavioral therapy. I hope you enjoy this lesson. For more information on the AUA Update series or to subscribe to receive the full compilation of all 40 lessons, please visit the AUA University at auanet.org slash university. AUA Update Series, Volume 42, Lesson 21, Management of Chronic Pelvic Pain in Men. Authors, Pranjal Agrawal, B.A., Luca Rutiliani, B.A., and Amin Sedagat Harati, M.D. Introduction. Male chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, more frequently diagnosed as chronic prostatitis, accounts for about 90% of all prostatitis cases. The term prostatitis itself describes four distinct clinical presentations categorized by the National Institute of Health, NIH, into categories 1, 2, 3, and 4. Chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome belongs to category 3, chronic abacterial prostatitis. Category 3 is defined by soreness or pain in the pelvic, perineal, or testicular region lasting longer than three months, with variable sexual and voiding symptoms, and most distinctively, no identifiable pathology. A final diagnosis of chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, is reached when there is no recognizable pathology underlying such symptoms. Category 3 is subdivided into 3A, inflammatory chronic prostatitis with pyospermia and or leukocytes in prostatic secretions, and 3B, non-inflammatory chronic prostatitis with no leukocytes in semen or prostatic secretions. Etiology. Chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome has a median age of presentation of 43 years with an estimated prevalence of 2% to 16% in the U.S. Risk factors for chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome include urethral catheterization or instrumentation, inadequately treated urinary tract infections, pelvic trauma, urethral strictures, and or psychological stress or depression. Despite the high prevalence of chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, the exact cause is unknown, but it is presumed to be multifactorial, with a combination of factors contributing to the pathology. Current theories include nanobacterial colonization, atypical bacterial infection, pelvic floor muscle dysfunction, intraprostatic urinary reflux, elevated intraprostatic pressure due to voiding dysfunction, and endocrine, neuropathic, and autoimmune causes. Associated conditions often include allergies, sinusitis, erectile dysfunction, irritable bowel syndrome, depression, fibromyalgia, fatigue, and neurologic disorders. Due to multiple etiologies and symptoms, the U-point, 
for urinary, psychosocial, organ-specific, infectious, neurological systemic, and tenderness of skeletal muscle system was developed based on probable etiological mechanisms and clinical phenotypes to improve outcomes by tailoring treatment to the relevant pathology. The U-Point system divides patients into six domains, urinary, psychological, organ-specific, infection, neurologic systemic, and tenderness. 22% of patients present with a single positive domain, while most patients have two positive domains. Though patient age does not influence the number of positive domains, symptom duration and severity are associated with a greater number of positive domains. Patient Presentation the traditional chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome patient is an individual who has had pelvic, perineal, or genital pain for at least three of the last six months. Pain onset is reported as sudden, and intensity ranges from mild to severe. Though chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome pain is typically localized to the perineal and genital region, there is often radiating pain to other areas, including the lower abdomen and back, rectum, scrotum, testes, and penis. Commonly, Voiding and or sexual dysfunction are also associated with pain. Patients may also report lower urinary tract symptoms, such as weak stream, hesitancy, incomplete bladder emptying, interrupted stream, and urinary frequency and urgency. Other systemic symptoms commonly associated with chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome include depression, anxiety, myalgia, arthralgia, and fatigue. Chronic prostatitis symptoms typically fluctuate in an inconsistent relapsing remitting course with the timing of flares poorly understood. Diagnosis. Diagnosis is complicated by the lack of a known chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome etiology. However, good history with a physical exam, including a digital rectal exam, imaging, especially of the lower abdomen, and laboratory tests, specifically the mere stamy test, can assist in diagnosis. Pelvic imaging with an MRI can be helpful in very select cases to rule out congenital anatomic abnormalities, spinal dysraphism, and pelvic nerve entrapments. History Most importantly, in diagnosing chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, providers must elicit a good history. This must include determining the duration of symptoms, questioning for pain in the suprapubic region, lower back, penis, testes, and or scrotum, identifying alleviating and exacerbating factors, and checking for systemic symptoms suggestive of infection. A common symptom associated with chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, and a strong predictor of quality of life is the presence of pain or discomfort either during or after ejaculation. It is essential to ask about muscle spasms in the perineal area and any voiding symptoms such as urgency, frequency, hesitancy, and interrupted urinary flow after ejaculation. Therefore, practitioners should include in their history questions concerning sexual dysfunction, sexually transmitted infections, pelvic floor muscle spasms, recent instrumentations, and lower urinary tract symptoms voiding symptoms. The validated NIH Chronic Prostatitis Symptom Index Questionnaire should be used to assess pain, urinary function, and quality of life. NIH Chronic Prostatitis Symptom Index Questionnaire the NIH Chronic Prostatitis Symptom Index is a validated survey consisting of questions regarding pain, urination, the impact of symptoms, and quality of life. It is used for both initial evaluation and treatment follow-up. A six-point improvement in total score correlates with patient-reported improvement. The survey can be found in the article entitled, The National Institutes of Health Chronic Prostatitis Symptom Index, Development and Validation of a New Outcome Measure, by Litwin et al. Physical Exam the physical exam helps rule out other differential diagnoses, such as musculoskeletal inflammation, inguinal herniation, or nerve entrapment. 
a urologist's physical exam for chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome should be focused on the genitalia, groin, perineum, coccyx, external anal sphincter, and internal pelvic floor and sidewalls, with a digital rectal exam performed. Since urine needs to be analyzed before and after a prostatic massage, a urine sample should be collected before carrying out a digital rectal exam. Most chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome patients will have an unremarkable digital rectal exam except for pain. However, the degree of pain does not help differentiate between the various categories of chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome. During the digital rectal exam, the provider should palpate the internal pelvic musculature to assess for muscle spasms, tight knots, or trigger points that can reproduce the pain upon palpation. Following the digital rectal exam, the provider should collect expressed prostatic secretion and post-massage urine. Laboratory Tests while a thorough history and physical exam form the cornerstone of chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome diagnosis, lab tests may be ordered when the differential remains broad. Providers should collect and culture urine samples from before and after prostatic massage by ordering the Mears-Stamey foreglass test. However, due to the practical limitations in obtaining an expressed prostatic secretion in all patients, the two-glass test may be sufficient. A previous study has demonstrated the two-glass test to be 91% sensitive and specific compared to the four-glass test. The four-glass test consists of four fluid samples, voided bladder 1, which is the first 10 cc of voided urine representing urethral bacteria, voided bladder 2, which is a midstream collection representing bladder urine, at least four drops of post-prostatic massage expressed prostatic secretion, and voided bladder 3 which is the first 10 cc of post-prostatic massage voided urine. The two-glass test consists of two urinary samples, voided bladder 2, a midstream bladder urine, and voided bladder 3, a post-massage voided urine. To note, expressed prostatic secretion can be evaluated in the office via microscopy, while voided bladder specimens must be sent to lab. Inflammatory chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome 3A is diagnosed where there are greater leukocytes in the expressed prostatic secretion or voided bladder 3 than voided bladder 1 or voided bladder 2. At the same time, non-inflammatory chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome 3B is diagnosed when no pyuria or bacteriuria is observed. Both tests have variable interpretations of white blood cell counts, can fail to identify difficult-to-culture organisms, and can result in difficulties with interpreting bacterial localization, as asymptomatic individuals often have uropathogens. To note, we do not routinely use the Mears-Stamey four-glass test or the two-glass test to differentiate between 3A and 3B, as this may not provide clinically relevant information pertinent to management. Differentiation is best reserved for specific patients, including those with recurrent urinary tract infections or for research purposes. There is little evidence for using seminal culture in evaluating a chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome patient. Further, there is limited evidence associating chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome with prostate cancer, and therefore obtaining a PSA at the time of diagnosis is not indicated, unless warranted by other patient-specific factors. Imaging Though pelvic imaging is considered optional, urologists may choose to obtain a CT or MRI to rule out other differentials of pelvic pain, such as cysts, cancers, calculi, and pudendal neuralgia. Lumbosacral spine MRIs should also be considered to evaluate spinal pathology. However, transrectal ultrasonography is not warranted unless there is a high suspicion of obstructed seminal vesicles or prostate abscesses. Other Evaluations Young men with chronic lower urinary tract symptoms are often misdiagnosed with chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome. Though challenging to differentiate, 
various video urodynamic findings, including decreased peak and mean urinary flow rates, elevated maximal urethral closing pressure, incomplete funneling of the bladder neck, and urethral narrowing at the level of the external urethral sphincter, support a chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome diagnosis. Prostate biopsies are not recommended. If other etiologies are indicated, a cystoscopy may be performed. Differential diagnosis. The following conditions can mimic chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, benign prostatic hyperplasia, varicocele, seminal vesicle obstruction, bladder calculus, bladder cancer, bladder neck contracture, primary bladder neck obstruction, overactive bladder, interstitial cystitis, primary voiding dysfunction, prostate abscess, prostate cancer, prostate cyst, radiation cystitis, tuberculosis of the prostate, urethral stricture, urethritis, urethral diverticulum, diabetes mellitus, and pudendal nerve entrapment, to name a few. Treatment. Effective treatment requires multimodal therapy targeted to the positive U-point categories. Efficacy is gauged primarily on symptom relief. Treatment options often include antibiotics, alpha blockers, phosphodiesterase-5 inhibitors, anti-inflammatories, 5-alpha reductase inhibitors, neuromodulators, pelvic floor physical therapy, cognitive behavior therapy, and surgery. Conservative measures, including diet modifications, myofascial physical therapy, and acupuncture, are part of first-line therapy. Guided by the U-point classification, providers should prescribe patients with chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, a multimodal protocol with minimal drug and antibiotic usage to limit adverse effects. The distinction between inflammatory chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, and non-inflammatory chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome is not required for an empiric treatment protocol. Further. Mild central nervous system analgesics, such as sertraline or fluoxetine, may be utilized to reduce associated chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome pain. Providers should obtain information about modifiable factors, such as diet, environment, and sexual habits, and counsel patients accordingly. The NIH Chronic Prostatitis Symptom Index Questionnaire and Voiding Diaries should be used to monitor patient response to the treatment regimen closely. A multidisciplinary team consisting of a urologist, pain control specialist, physiotherapist, psychologist, cognitive behavioral therapist, and a sexual health counselor is often required for effective chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome treatment. Medical therapy. Antibiotics. Treatments for antibiotic-naive patients may include antibiotics. Providers should reassess patients two to four weeks after initiating therapy. Continued treatment with antibiotics is warranted if pretreatment cultures are positive or the patient reports symptom improvement with treatment. It is not recommended to retreat with the same antibiotic if the initial therapeutic course fails. Further, if the patient's symptoms have persisted over six weeks with no documented urinary tract infection, urologists should avoid antibiotics altogether. However, patients who have demonstrated improvement with antibiotic treatment in the past may be prescribed additional courses upon symptom relapse. The most commonly used antibiotics in chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome are trimethoprim, sulfamethoxazole, or fluoroquinolones, such as ciprofloxacin or levofloxacin, due to their good prostatic penetration. However, urologists should be aware of the anti-inflammatory properties of some antibiotics and the potential for a placebo effect along with toxicity associated with long-term usage of fluoroquinolones, including but not limited to tendon rupture, peripheral neuropathy, and aortic rupture. Phosphodiesterase-5 inhibitors. Phosphodiesterase-5 inhibitors represent a new development in the treatment of chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome. These drugs, such as sildenafil and tadalafil, are commonly used to relieve erectile dysfunction and lower urinary tract symptoms in men with benign prostatic hyperplasia. 
Previous studies have evaluated the role of phosphodiesterase-5 inhibitors in chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome, for example, by showing improvement in international prostate symptom score amongst men with lower urinary tract symptoms on daily sildenafil. A recent prospective study demonstrated everyday use of tadalafil resulted in significant improvement in all domains investigated by the NIH Chronic Prostatitis Symptom Index. This is one of the first studies to show sustained long-term relief of symptoms following chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome treatment. The authors postulate an improved response to tadalafil, as opposed to other phosphodiesterase-5 inhibitors, such as sildenafil and vardenafil, due to tadalafil's much higher sensitivity for phosphodiesterase-11 which is vastly expressed in the prostate. Alpha blockers. The prostate and bladder neck are rich in alpha-adrenergic receptors. Therefore, alpha blockers may induce bladder neck relaxation and improve urinary symptoms. A meta-analysis investigating the effectivity of alpha blockers reported improvements in chronic prostatitis symptom index scores with alpha blocker use compared to placebo. However, this improvement was more significant in voiding symptoms than pain. Considering the side effect profile of alpha blockers, including hypotension, dizziness, fatigue, and weak force of ejaculation, their use necessitates a careful balance of pros and cons. Therefore, alpha blockers are only recommended in patients with voiding symptoms, and even then, should be combined with other forms of therapy. Preference for alpha blockers should be given to those patients at risk of lower urinary tract symptoms, including patients with post-void residuals higher than 200 milliliters, indicating urinary retention. Alpha blockers have minimal ejaculatory side effects, but are contraindicated with moderate hepatic insufficiency or with cytochrome P450-3A4 inhibitors. To note, a recent randomized clinical trial demonstrated no benefit of alfuzosin compared to placebo in chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome alpha blocker naive patients with no documented history of urinary tract infection. Anti-inflammatory agents. Anti-inflammatory agents, including non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, corticosteroids, and immunosuppressive drugs, have been used to treat chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome. While higher IL-1 beta and lower HSP-70 levels are observed in patients with chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome symptoms, anti-inflammatories have failed to show significant positive clinical results. Daily-dosed rofecoxib did demonstrate symptom relief at higher doses, but it also carried an increased cardiovascular risk, negating any symptom benefit. Another study looking at celecoxib demonstrated short-term symptom improvement. However, any difference between placebo and agent disappeared within two weeks of treatment cessation. Oral prednisone therapy has also not shown any benefit. In contrast, Herbal anti-inflammatories such as bioflavonoids, cernilton, and saw palmetto had demonstrated efficacy in chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome. 5-alpha reductase inhibitors. Older men with increased PSA and enlarged prostates have benefited from long-term therapy with 5-alpha reductase inhibitors such as mepartricin or finasteride and have demonstrated improvements in chronic prostatitis symptom index scores. Currently, these agents are not recommended as first-line choices. Neuromodulators. Neuromodulating medications have been well studied in neuropathic pain. Recent research is beginning to illuminate their role in treating chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome. A placebo-controlled trial of amitriptyline treatment demonstrated improvement in pain and urinary frequency symptoms. Relatedly, a trial of gabapentin, amitriptyline, or both showed similar symptom alleviation during treatment across the cohorts and improved long-term pain scores in the gabapentin or the gabapentin plus amitriptyline cohorts. A pregabalin trial also demonstrated improvements in chronic prostatitis symptom index and global pain scores. Pelvic Floor Physical Therapy 
Patients with refractory chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome often have pelvic floor muscle dysfunction and benefit significantly from pelvic floor physical therapy. Pelvic floor physical therapy includes paradoxical relaxation, myofascial release, and stretching exercises. Greater clinical experience in pelvic floor physical therapy is correlated with better patient outcomes post-therapy. Providers should refer patients to specialized centers with highly trained pelvic floor physical therapists. Understandably, many patients live far away from such centers, and repeated trips to pelvic floor physical therapy may be cumbersome. However, a recent study revealed a significant reduction in chronic prostatitis symptom index scores in most patients receiving short courses of intensive pelvic floor physical therapy sessions. Moreover, 88% of patients have had a greater than 25% improvement in pelvic pain symptom survey sexual scores post-pelvic floor physical therapy, and 50% have had at least a 50% improvement in these scores. Hence, pelvic floor physical therapy may reduce pain and improve sexual function in those with chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome. Psychological Support and Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Coping mechanisms influence patients' reactions to and treatment for pain. Therefore, cognitive behavioral therapy and or psychological support are needed in addition to medical and physical therapy to improve patient outcomes. This is a field of active, ongoing research, but should be part of all patient discussions and treatment strategies. Additional Therapies Many modifiable risk factors are associated with chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome. These factors are characterized into diet, excessive dieting, hot pepper and other spicy foods, alcohol consumption, coffee intake and bowel dysfunction, sexual habits, excessive sex, delaying ejaculation and coitus interruptus, sedentary lifestyle and perineal trauma, pelvic floor muscle tenderness, excessive sitting and traumatic sports. Associated lifestyle adjustments require open communication and support from partners and family and can result in a significant reduction of chronic prostatitis, chronic pelvic pain syndrome symptoms. Further, recent studies have revealed long-lasting symptom alleviation with trials of percutaneous tibial nerve stimulation, acupuncture, or perineal extracorporeal shockwave therapy. As data regarding these treatments continue to emerge, providers should consider them an adjunct to first-line medical therapy. Surgery it is the author's opinion that bladder outlet procedures should be considered for men over the age of 50, where bladder outlet due to benign prostatic hyperplasia is also thought to be present. Conclusion In conclusion, chronic prostatitis chronic pelvic pain syndrome is a set of symptoms rather than a single disease entity with a broad range of etiologies, treatment modalities, and prognosis. Although chronic prostatitis chronic pelvic pain syndrome remains an elusive diagnosis for practitioners and patients, significant progress has been made in its evaluation and treatment, as research and clinical evidence continue to elucidate the pathophysiology of chronic prostatitis chronic pelvic pain syndrome, practitioners must employ multidisciplinary, multimodal treatment plans that provide patients with superior overall outcomes. Treatment of chronic prostatitis chronic pelvic pain syndrome involves a multimodal approach consisting of antibiotics, alpha blockers, phosphodiesterase 5 inhibitors, anti-inflammatories, 5-alpha reductase inhibitors, neuromodulators, pelvic floor physical therapy, cognitive behavior therapy, and or surgery. Conservative measures including diet modifications, myofascial physical therapy, and acupuncture are considered part of first-line therapy. Did you know? Male chronic prostatitis chronic pelvic pain syndrome, more commonly known as chronic prostatitis, is defined by discomfort or pain in the pelvic, perineal, or testicular region lasting longer than three months. 
with variable sexual and voiding symptoms and no identifiable pathology. For effective diagnosis of chronic prostatitis chronic pelvic pain syndrome, providers must elicit a good history, including information on sexual dysfunction, sexually transmitted infection history, pelvic floor muscle spasms, recent instrumentation, and voiding symptoms, along with performing a digital rectal exam and the mere STEMI 4-glass or 2-glass test. Providers should administer the NIH Chronic Prostatitis Symptom Index Questionnaire during each visit to evaluate and track domains of pain, urination, the impact of symptoms, and quality of life. Patients should be classified and treated according to their symptoms as categorized by the U-Point Classification System. If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to hear more episodes like this one, or are interested in the AUA Update series, please visit the AUA University at auanet.org university for more information or to purchase your subscription today.